Welcome to But Your... Nope. Welcome to <laughs> The Doc... Nope. Welcome to... Fortune... Nope. What's the name of the show? Living Room Theater. Ah, that's right. That's why we have a snack. For coming, coming to you live. But, um, From Scrappy Studios. No, We're time not train. live, though. But what's the opening of SNL? I have a new... <laughs> That's a saxophone. I know, but the guy's like, with your host, double da Never mind. I thought, oh, no, I'm thinking of Studio 60 where they actually say where they're coming from. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on SNL they don't do that. They're mm-hmm. not like from Studio 60. Rockefeller Center. Didn't they yeah. used to say Rockefeller Center? Maybe they did. I don't know. Anyway. Fortune Cookie Minute. No. Living Room Theater. This is a terrible opening. Alright. Start over. Welcome to uh, I do too many shows. Living Room Theater from Live on Extreme Tape Delay from Time Train Studios. Time Train! So I'll let you do that one. That's good. Um, we're going to start off with a segment. Uh, I'm Rachel, by the way. Oh, and I'm Keith. Sorry. Uh, live from... Um, Quit saying live. We are not live. No, we're alive, though. We're alive. Yeah, we're alive. Alive from Time Train Studios. Uh, we're going to start with a segment, uh, stuff we watched on YouTube that you should watch later. Oh, you don't really need to watch it later. Uh, what was the first thing that we watched before the pizza comes? Nerf John Wick. Nerf John Wick from somebody. Pretty spot on. Um, three minutes of your life. I thought it was very entertaining. You never actually watched John Wick because they killed a dog at the beginning. So you've never watched any part of it. Nope. But they did nail down a key thing in John Wick where he would shoot the guy a bunch of times in the chest. Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy's pretty much dead. And the guy was on the ground, but he would still shoot him in the head. Just to make sure. I would do that, too. Would you do that? Yeah. I've always thought through this scenario. Like, in the middle of combat with multiple people... You would yeah. take the time to make sure that even though you shot that one guy three times, yes. that you would shoot him in the head yes. just to make I've sure. S- I've seen enough movies where they're fighting multiple people and they're like, boom, boom, and they knock a guy down and you think he's out of the fight and then all of a sudden he gets back up with like a chair or something. No, but here's the thing. That's like kung fu stuff and like punching. No, even with guns because of adrenaline. Okay. You can get shot a bunch of times and still be alive. Yeah, but you are probably not getting up. Adrenaline. I would. You know this for a fact? Yes. Okay. Uh, Anyway, John Wick, also known as Rachel Wick, apparently. (laughs) Very good. Um, And then we watched, uh, I think it was Healthy Junk Food. Yes. Where the people, um, Giant Pizza Cone versus Giant Pizza Cone, which I did not know was a thing. No. Um, They seem to be some kind of a couple. I do believe so. Um, that compete in, in some kind of cooking competition. 
We watched... I was just curious what it was. Nine minutes and 55 seconds. And then we watched nine minutes and 55 seconds of them uh, making giant pizza cones. End result... Mueller looked appetizing. His did look more appetizing. You got his did? The outside of hers looked Mm -hmm. more appetizing. This is the moment where everybody stops listening. The The outside of hers looked more appetizing with a tiny pepperoni. Oh yes, the top was very pretty. His and and the cone shape mm-hmm. of hers looked better. The cross section of his though looked better. I feel like you would want to cut the cone into like circles to eat it, but it hold it wouldn't hold together. No, mm. I think you're supposed to be like just be able to like walk around and. Hold this is it. supposed to be like ice cream cone size. Here's the thing though. It's a thing that doesn't need to exist. Because you know what else you can walk around and eat? A slice of pizza. pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Ninja Turtles proved that conclusively. Not foxes, though. What just happened? I heard a sound. Okay. I'm being dog girl. Um, (laughs) Um, Because all the toppings fall off. That's true. Are you investigating? Was it the dryer? I had the dryer running. No, it sounds like running water. Could be the dishwasher. dishwasher. See, now that my hearing's coming back, I have supersonic hearing. (laughs) Where I can hear things in other sections of the house. Uh, so. I I mean, I'm going to promote the channel. Healthy Junk Food is apparently the channel. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. They're at a magician's place for no reason whatsoever. The magic safe. Yes. Um, still kind of cool, though. Like, I was thinking that the magician was going to pick the winner of the competition. Right, but no, the comment section's supposed to. Yeah. But they also kind of say that, clearly, he's the winner because his was cooked. Um, but I see, I don't think I would want to eat a pizza cone with Chasino's pizza rolls in it. And how do we know his was truly cooked? I mean, her materials were all cooked, too. It just didn't bake long enough. The way he put his in, you can't tell if it baked long enough. You could tell hers because of all the cheese. Well, see, what he did was, he was smart. He did it like it was stuffing mm-hmm. and pre-cooked all the ingredients. So the cheese was pre-melted in the mix ah, yes. with the meat and the pizza rolls. This is true. So... Um, kind of makes me want to make pizza cones. No. I, I, I want to do it once. Ain't let's, nobody let's, got time Let's for that. do it once. Okay, once. Not giant, though. No, like normal size pizza cones. I feel like you could buy... We should look this up on the Amazon. Pizza cone? Or molds? Molds for, like, making ice cream cones. And then you could just mold the... Aluminum foil and the, maybe not even need aluminum foil, but mold the dough around it so you have like the perfect size cone. That's a good idea. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna look that up while we watch the trailer for Trailer Time. Trailer Time! Uh, uh, I need to stop doing that. <laughs> MC Hammer's gonna sue us. No, MC Hammer's not. He's gonna sue us because he's not making, he's making money off of like the Adams Family video. Which doesn't air anymore. Remember when he did that? No. The Adams Family thing? No. You don't remember that? He did da-da-da-da. No, not that one. Hang on. Okay, let me clear out 
the trailer time. There's two D's in Adams, right? Correct. Oh. MC Hammer, there mm-hmm. it is. Adams Family Groove. From this was from the movie. There's another one that I was looking for because I I thought there's another one. I don't know. Maybe the one for Adam's family values too. I don't know. Anyway, trailer time. Right. And NC Hammer's gonna sue us. Trailer time. Do you want that to be the theme instead of what I have? No. Okay. Did you ever watch this show? Nope. Alright. Because this is a favorite. Well, not a favorite. But it stars a favorite of the But You're Wrong Network. Um, Eric Estrada mm. was in the original Chips. Um, but they're making a movie of it with uh, these two guys. <laughs> so watch that. We're the California Highway Patrol. This job is crucial. Without us out there, come on. No one could get hurt. Hmm. Pretty badass. Being all suited up for battle. What, looking like UPS drivers? Super cool. Go brown, right? I'm just like kind of powerless when it comes to yoga pants, you know? Let's get you out of this parking lot. You have a visible erection. You think you can ride with that? I don't know. We're like Jay-Z and Beyonce. We are ride or die. I'm Jay-Z. We have a suspect's head. That's a victory. Nasty. I was trying Just to- damn nasty. <laughs> that one made me like it more or less. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so your thoughts? I, I'd probably be good passing. Pass on it? Let's, hang on, let's explore. Let's not watch anymore. Okay. Well, I was going to say the the original tip, Chips TV, but let's, yeah, let's not do that. Alright, so we watched both the, the, the Jimmy Kimmel Live and then the Red Band trailer. And your thoughts were good on the first one. Second one. Well, I don't know if they were good on the first one either. Well, I mean, you seem more, you seem to like it more than the second version. Mm-hmm. So. But then I think seeing the second version, the uncut. Uh, the Red Band trailer. Yes. Was more, uh, uh, uh. How can I say, um, related to the derriere? There's a lot of derriere stuff in there. Yeah. Um, that's not, none, neither of those is the trailer that I first saw for this where I was like, oh, it seems kind of interesting and fun. And it seems like 21 Jump Street on motorcycles. Right. Which, I love 21 Jump Street. Yeah, and I was, the first trailer that I saw of this, which is not the one that we watched, apparently, I was like, oh, I'd watch that. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would hope that Eric Estrada would make a cameo. Um, hang on, Are either of those characters what the characters were like on Chips? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure... Um, hang on, Chips film cameo. Let's look at Oh, no. I don't think that's going to... I don't think he's going to be in there. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, this is from ScreenRant.com. Uh, it's become fashionable in recent years for Hollywood to produce movie remakes, popular television shows, 20 Drum, Drum Street movies, uh, Baywatch, another such movie is Chips, the remake of the 1970s TV cop movie, starring Dax Shepard and Michael Pena, who was in Ant-Man. He was the, he was the storytelling guy. Yeah. Um... Let's see, both the 21 Jump Street and Baywatch movies have found room for cameos by the original cast cast members, but don't expect to see original star Eric Estrada in the film. Estrada, who played Ponch in the television series, retweeted comments from fans with negative opinions of the first trailer, which debuted last week. One of the tweets described the movie as demeaning to Chips fans while the other used the phrase pure trash, also stating the questionable assertion that the characters of the TV show never drew their guns. Oh, see, that part didn't bother me. Oh, I guess they never did. Okay. (laughs) Um, Aside from the retweets, Estrada does not appear to have commented directly about the film, although his TV co-star, Larry D. Wilcox, did announce the reboot last week. And he said, Way to go, Warner Brothers. Just ruin the brand of chips. And of the California Highway Patrol, great choice. Uh, is what Larry Wilcox said. I agree with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you look at the original Chips, and no offense to either... Which, which you, I, have you seen? No, just these pictures that were popping up. Okay. You, like, cl- click this on. I could see, with their their bulging muscles... And they're very tight uniforms that I don't believe the actual California Highway Patrol officers would wear quite that baggy like that, or quite that tight like that, where it could go into, like, porn. No, I could I could see them wearing that. Well, let me just let me finish my, where I'm going with it. I could see, like, a snapshot of the picture. I could see the two being, like, very sexual in nature. But they weren't on the TV show, right? No. But that's where they're taking it in this movie. A little bit. Um, Chips ran from 1977 to 1983. I want to mention that it has its own Wikipedia page. Well, it should. Uh, the complete sixth season is de- slated for DVD release on June 6th, 2017. Um, so there were six seasons of Chips. Um, let me see, uh, Eric Estrada, uh, so it looks like, actually it looks like in the later seasons, based on what they're saying here, the two guys left and then they redid it. Um, Frank Poncherelli, Poncherello. Um, we'll just do a quick search here. FBI. Nope. He was not an undercover cop in the, uh, in the original series. So, yeah. Not, not a great remake. Yeah. Reboot. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it if it, if it's free to watch. Yeah, so exactly what I was going to say. If I don't have to pay to see it, I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and then we actually have a actually have for you a bonus trailer time because the movie we're talking about today is uh, El Doctor Strangeo. Oh, we're talking about the Spanish version. Yeah. Oh. Now, what you may not know is that this is not the first Doctor Strange movie. There was another Doctor Strange movie? Yes, in 1978. Well, you only saw that because of the YouTube. <laughs> uh, in 1978. Oh, wow. They made a TV movie, um, Doctor Strange. Oh. I figured we watched the trailer for that. Nothing Stephen Strange learned in medical school could prepare him for an attack by an evil sorceress from the fourth dimension. A villainess who can only be stopped by an earthly master of the mystic arts. Come in. Thank you. You're telling me you're a sorcerer. I came here to try to help a patient of mine. Come and take him into our domain. Now it's up to Stephen Strange to take the place of the Earth's last sorcerer. Yeah. Morgan Le Fay. So we put a little uh, Arthurian legend in here. Yes. Oh. Yes. I, I have a copy of that. Do you? Yes, if you want to watch it. How long time. is it? I don't know. I forget. It looks Ter- amazingly terrible. Yes. Uh, I like how he's a, he's a psychologist in that one. That bothers me. Psychiatrist? Psychologist. He's one of the ones. Well, why would a psychologist be at a hospital? But I feel like he's the... I think they need one. They can't just have psychiatrists? Which is the one that actually has to go to medical school? Psychiatrist prescribes medicine. Do they call him a psychiatrist in that? Hang on, let's go back here for a second. Doctor Strange. Psychiatric board. Wait. But for psychiatrist Stephen Strange. Psychiatrist. Okay. okay. All right. So he, did, he did go to medical school. <laughs> we know he did go at least to medical school. Uh, let's see something here. But he seems too nice. And he has a perm, so there's that. Oh, too. I didn't even notice. It's the an perm. hour and a half. I didn't even notice the perm. It's, yeah, it's an hour and a half before we want to watch it. Um, so, regardless, without seeing that, I'm going to say Doctor Strange with Benedict Cumberbatch. Way better <laughs> than the 1978 version. What? No. Uh, Look how chiseled Benedict Cumberbatch is, his face. He's Yes, he's very chiseled. Ugh. Do you find Benedict Cumber, Cumberbatch uh, uh, attractive? Yes. He, is he handsome? Describe him as hot? No. Scale of 1 to 10. I don't know if I can have a scale. It's kind of like when I went through my phase with Johnny Depp's characters. Okay. Because I, I don't think Johnny Depp... Sorry, Johnny Depp. In real life, is my type. I don't yes, find him attractive. Because he's listening and he's like, "What?" But <laughs> uh, yeah, whenever he is like Edward Scissorhand, uh, Ichabod Crane. Whenever he's anybody but Johnny Depp. Willy Wonka. Yeah, and he has like that chiseled, like really odd look. What about when he's I the guy in Twenty One Jump Street? Where you're like, hmm. 
The movie or the TV show? TV show. Never watched it. No. Oh. He was in 21 Jump Street. No, I like, I like him. And then he's in 21 Jump Street, the movie, too. Oh. Briefly. Briefly. But he looks like a real person. Yeah. But, like, Benedict Cumberbatch, I feel like in real life, has that, like, that look with angles mm-hmm. on his face, mm-hmm. which makes him not look real. And I like that. Okay. Because <laughs> a lot of people were like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and then they're basically going off of Sherlock. I was like, I don't get it. He just kind of looks like a... Like, he's not a bad-looking dude. No. I, I think he comes across, too, as being, like, put together and well-spoken and just... I think it's more personality with him. Mm, he okay. has to look like he has a great personality. Um... So, Doctor Strange, it was uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, who, oddly enough, did uh, horror movies before this. Uh, Deliver Us From Evil and Sinister were his big ones. And then the uh, script was written by John... Spites? Spites? And Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill... Who he worked on with, uh, on Delivers from Evil and Sinister. Spites? S-P-A-I-H-T-S. That would be Spates? Spates? Okay. Anyway. Sorry, John. So, it's different than the Marvel movies. I want to do this one next, since we talked about DC and stuff before. Still hearing things. No, I'm smelling things now. Okay. Um... (laughs) It's different than it's since we did Suicide Squad last time. Mm-hmm. I figure we'll do a Mar- Marvel movie next. Because um, it's dark. It's darker than the normal Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But it does have some levity to it. Yeah. Like the cloak of, of uh, levitation. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the whole name thing. Or he calls him Mr. Doctor. And he goes, It's strange. Yeah, who am I to judge? Uh, so I don't remember that part. No. Because the, the guy, Hannibal guy, says... Oh, and the library book guy. He was kind of funny. Yeah. Was it? It was nominated for... Mm-hmm. Yes, Oscar-nominated, great visual effects. Uh, Stefan Soretti, Richard Bluff. He's a liar, that guy. You gotta watch for Richard Bluff. Uh, Vincent Cirelli and Paul Corbald. And it won. So, what you, uh, in general, thoughts on the thoughts on the movie? Because you had an interesting question for me early on. I think at the point where he was yelling at Rachel McAdams, mm-hmm. I just had a hard time supporting him. Where you were like, "Is he an anti-hero?" Right, and I think that's why, because he was just like, Rah! and I understand. I mean, I under, but no, I don't understand because usually at the beginning. You like the guy. Like, you like Batman. He was a kid. His parents died. My and, parents are dead. And then he became angry, which I understand. Because my parents are dead. Becoming angry. But he was just a dick, for lack of a better word, in the beginning. Yeah, he was. And then his accident happened, and he still was a dick. <laughs> like, he just never... So... 
I think it's because his his journey. Uh, journey. Journey. Okay. Yeah, his journey. Um, was is about he goes on this on this quest to find a way to heal himself, but in the end, he still has to become a hero. So right. he learns it's just not about him. Right. But I don't understand how Rachel McAdams' character would have ever been part of it. Because it seems like he was always that way. Until the end of the movie. Like, why she would take care of him and be so compassionate and, like... Uh, like how they ever had a relationship prior to the movie. Because she was... A, I Okay, I'm, I'm just guessing. Attracted to his power and his... I think she was attracted. Knowledge. I think she was attracted to his intellect and his mm-hmm. skills and and his, um, his um, like he, he has he in the beginning he has a lot of confidence. Oh yeah. Um, and he he is very good at what he does, mm-hmm. and he's very skillful. And I think that's what she was attracted to. Because mm. I mean. Uh, I I feel like some some I don't it you can tell that she wasn't attracted to him because he kind of did this privately and was a um and made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She's not attracted to his money. I think she's more attracted to his intellect and his confidence and and things like that. Okay. Um and I think the relationship between them he is more He's a little bit different than he is with everybody else to her because he seems to respect her skills and her knowledge. So I think he kind of has that respect for her and that boosts her and then she mm. inclined. Because when he gets stabbed by the thing, mm-hmm. he goes and looks for her and he says it can only be her. Mm-hmm. So he's the first one. She's the first one that he thinks of. Yeah. So, as a as a movie, did you like it? As a Marvel movie, did you like it? Definitely, I can't. I can't look at it as a Marvel movie for some reason. Because it's different. So, because it's so different. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I think I need to watch it again. Okay. And part of me, I felt like sometimes the visual effects were getting in the way. And I get it. Really? The visual effects were getting in the way. Yay! It was, it was just almost too much at times. Like, because we could only do the apple thing so many times. What I apple didn't, thing? where it was eaten and then it was put back whole and like, I felt like that happened a bunch. That only, that only happened for like a minute span. Oh, but I felt like it was too long. Okay. Him playing with the apple. And I get it. They had to introduce a concept. They did. It just, it took, it took me too long, or took, yeah, I felt like it took too long for me to see him finally be a hero. And I know it's his whole origin, and like, that's a process. So you're thinking right now that you might like the second one better. Yeah. Now he is, apparently, based on the mid-credit sequence, he is going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. But I am glad that they introduced him from the beginning instead of putting him in a movie and then going back in time like Wolverine and then doing his origin story. 
Well, Wolverine's not Marvel. I know he's not, but I'm just using that as an example. Like, okay. I'm glad we actually see him from the beginning. I guess it did with Ant-Man, too. Before they put him in a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah. like, Falcon just popped up in a movie. Yeah. But. Aren't they going to do a Falcon movie? Not that I know of. Oh, I thought that was in the talks, in the works. They may. There's a, they're reaching a point where after Avengers Infinity War, they're not sure what they're going to be able to, like, who's going to stay around. Mm-hmm. They're assuming that Iron Man's leaving. Mm. Um, there's talks that Captain America might leave. And uh, they're starting to age. Yeah, well, that's part of it, too. Um, so they're they're wondering who's going to be around for it. So I think some of the, mm. the more B-list characters are going to come in after Avengers Infinity War. People like Ant-Man, um, Falcon. And now in the comic books, from what I, I know, and I haven't read any of them, but I know that at one point, um, Falcon becomes Captain America. What? So, something happens to Captain America, and Falcon takes over the mantle of Captain America. Oh. Uh, does so, he call himself Captain America? Yes. Hmm. You don't like that? No. Or should he be called, like, Lieutenant America? No, he should still be Falcon. No, but he doesn't have the wings anymore. Does He's, he lose it, his wings? He has a... He takes over as Captain America, and I think somebody else takes over as Falcon. But he becomes... How can you just... See, no. No. I'm sorry. If I am a superhero... Yeah. That is me. Like, if I am the Falcon, I embody the Falcon. I can't just, oh, I'm going to be Captain America now. This isn't like Broadway. But here's the thing. It's not like you have the superpowers. Uh, Like, Spider-Man has to be Spider-Man. Because he has the powers of a spider. Right. Falcon just has the suit. But he has some quality that makes him the Falcon. And it's not just a suit. It's within him. No, but they only call him the Falcon. Well, how did he become the Falcon? Because he had the suit. No, but how did he get the suit? Because he was in in the army or something and had some training on it while they were developing it. They said, we want you to be a superhero. Here you go. No. Okay. So in Winter Soldier. Yes. They give him the suit. Or they... So he goes, he says something about being a pilot. And they're like, you said you were a pilot. And he shows him the file, and he was like, I never said I was a pilot of what? And it turns out that he was a pilot of this, like, one-man suit. That was the Falcon. That, that was this Falcon suit. That they didn't call the Falcon suit, but they end up calling it the Falcon. Mm-hmm. He, the government wasn't like, we're going to make you a superhero. Like, Captain America and Black Widow, and possibly... Falcon went in and stole this suit back so that he could help them out. Because he's the Falcon. <sighs> yes, but you could also take somebody that was similar to him. Like, he could go find somebody where he was like, you're a young version of me. Like, many people say that I am the young <laughs> Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> so... You could take somebody, like, he could go out and be like, that's a young me, and put him in the Falcon suit, and it's the Falcon. So now we're going with Ant-Man. What about Ant-Man? Because that's what happened in Ant-Man. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I was still on the Falcon. And I was like, that doesn't happen with the Falcon and Ant Man. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks for his replacement, and I think that might be why they set up the Ant Man too, because they're setting up the idea of replacing characters. Okay, so I buy this. I buy somebody replacing Falcon, and I buy somebody replacing Ant Man. But I don't buy Falcon replacing Captain America because Captain America was like a genetic thing. What if Captain America chooses for the Falcon to replace him? Then he has to go through the whole genetic alteration thing. Not necessarily. uh, Captain America is more of a symbol. Like, he just has to be somebody that's trained. I'm not saying that the Falcon is replacing Captain America. Sure, maybe they have somebody else that will replace him. Or maybe something happens to the Falcon and he's able to replace him. So if a genetic thing happens to the Falcon, like a super soldier kind of thing that yeah. happened to Captain America, yeah. you would be okay with Falcon replacing Captain America? Yes. Okay. As long as... It'd as... be like me, because I can get angry, replacing the Hulk. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so basically what you're saying is that something has to happen to make him a worthy replacement. As long as the replacement is worthy, you're okay with it. I guess if we have to replace, yes. I mean, we're going to have to. She just stops then and get new heroes. Just let them die. Okay. Just let them die. R.I.P. me! <laughs> let them die! R.I.P. me. Um... So going back to Doctor Strange. Oh yes. Which is the movie that we're talking about. Um, now visual effects you said got in the way. Visual effects won the Oscar. Well, no, but do you think it wasn't? It didn't win. Oh. It was nominated. Oh. Um. Let me check my notes here and see who won it. But how do you feel about the introduction of? Or how he the visual effects in how he was introduced to the world. Where he's like floating in space and he sees the butterfly and there's all those fractals. Thanks, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, I didn't get that. What do you mean you didn't get that? I don't, I don't was that supposed to like symbolize something? Well no, I just think it was it was like a way to it was a way that you could show that his mind whatever he was seeing, his mind was like being blown. Whoa. Whoa. That's alright. Okay. I thought it was really cool. I thought the little fractal hands and that made a face and like... It's cool. Um, visual effects went to the Jungle Book. Oh, that's right. Because the boy did not really sit on a bear's tummy going right. down the river. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, he should have won for acting. Who? The boy. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't have anything to act with. <laughs> some things... Okay, so some cool things that I, I was reading up on about. Dancer J-Funk. You know who J-Funk is? No. I don't know either, but I thought maybe you were... You would be the most likely of the two of us to know a dancer named J-Funk. Like, you could have popped up on, like, so you think you can dance or something. You'd be like, oh, J-Funk. Yeah, I love him. Um, he helped Cumberbatch with his... 
finger-tutting movements, whatever that means, um, to, like, show him how to, like, help him with the motions for the spell casting. Oh. Which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, while filming, Benedict Cumberbatch bought a Doctor Strange comic in full costume when they were filming in New York. <laughs> like, they were filming and he, like, I guess he ran by a comic book store and it was just like, they, they took a break and they were like, alright, we're gonna set up for the next shoot. And he was just like, meh. And he walked into a comic book store and bought a Doctor Strange comic. Which I think is kind of awesome. That is kind of awesome. Um, let's see, the director got the job because he made a concept video. That he pitched to Marvel. Um, this one I thought was interesting. Rachel McAdams, which originally was supposed to be Pepper Potts and Iron Man. They wanted her for Pepper Potts and Iron Man. I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing it. Go on. Um, but she declined. And then, like, as comic book films have taken off, she was like, all right, I'll do a comic book movie. I don't, I don't think I would have liked her in Iron Man. No, that's what I'm having a hard time. Because I... Yeah. Because I like her, but I don't... I like. I think she's great. I think she's too young to go with him. <sighs> as Pepper Potts. Yes, but I think she she has this uh, um, whimsical side to her, I guess yeah. you could say. Like, she's a little more fun right, than Pepper I think is. Pepper Potts needs to be. Because Iron Man's a little more whimsical. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's a little more mm-hmm. whimsical and carefree and, and kind of just does what he wants. Yeah. And Pepper Potts is supposed to be the balance of that. Yeah. So I don't think she would have worked as that. Um, so there's a lot of controversy over the Ancient One, played by... Um, oh, yeah, it's Tilda Swinton. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and here's the funny thing that I read. They did that because... So it was done on purpose because they wanted to avoid negative racial stereotypes. Negative racial? Rachel. Racial? R-A-C-I-A-L? Yeah, racial. Racial, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it right, right? Yes, negative racial. Stereotypes. Oh, by making, instead of making it like Indian, because he was in... Well, yeah, instead of making it like Asian or Indian or or whatever. Oh. Would... If that character had been male and Asian, would you have been offended? I wouldn't have been, but I think they were thinking that Asians would be offended. Well, here's the thing. So, spoiler alert, she's not necessarily the villain, but she's not, like, all good. Mm-hmm. So I think in trying to, like, avoid typecasting and be, like, and be, like, only Asians, like, know these mystic arts and stuff... They wanted to go the other way. Also considered were uh, Morgan Freeman, no. mm. uh, Ken Watanabe, who would have been good. I don't know who that is. Um, he was in Inception. Nope. Um, he was in something. All right. Anyway, and uh, Bill Nighy. No. No. Yeah, uh, I guess she was the best choice. Out of the ones at least that they're listed as concerned. I mean, Ken Watanabe would have probably been the best choice. Mm-hmm. But I can people, people, I can see at least some people. And it wouldn't be Asians. It would be like white people that were just like, oh, you're just yeah. picking it because it's an In Asian In the comic guy. book, what was it? 
Um, I'm not sure. I'm not as familiar with Doctor Strange, so I'm, I'm not sure. Um, uh, one thing I really liked, too, because I was like, this looks very familiar. And I saw this, the Dark Dimension. So when Dormammu. Dormammu's coming through and Strange goes to the Dark Dimension, mm-hmm. it was very much based on the original Steve Dicto. Steve Dic- Dicto. Yeah, Dicto. Uh, designs. Because he was the original illustrator of Doctor Strange in the comics. Oh. It's very much based on his uh, designs, which I thought were cool. Do you know who did the facial expressions of Dormammu? Gollum. No. Benedict Cumberbatch. Huh. Some other guy did the voice, and I don't think he's credited with it. Um, but they were just talking one day, and he was just like, wouldn't it be kind of cool if I did the like the expressions? Of Dormammu, and they were like, yeah. He has done a dragon before. Of course, because Dormammu doesn't really know, like, his dimension's separate from ours. Mm-hmm. So he, his, one of his only kind of, like, understandings of how to present himself to Doctor Strange is to replicate Doctor Strange. So it kind of makes sense for him to do it. Mm. So that was kind of cool. He's in Thor Ragnarok, which we talked about. We talked about uh, fractals. Um... I do agree with you, though. It is a hard transition to have him become a hero. From, like, how much of an ass he is at the beginning. Yeah, because I was, just, I was, it was like such a Debbie Downer the whole way through until the cloak, the levitation cloak thing came in. Yeah. I'm like, this is the only, like, l- levity. <laughs> the part where he's, like, he's trying to make jokes and calling her, like, Adele, the library guy. His name I can't remember. Oh, yeah, that was, that was... There's that, and then he calls him Beyonce, and then he's listening to single ladies while he's, like, pulling portals and stealing books. No, I thought that the librarian guy was listening to single ladies. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then in the, stra- in the background, oh. Strange was stealing books. Um, uh... Do you think the, the black guy, that, like was mad at him and left at the end or was mad at the ancient one and everything just mad with the whole thing yeah do you think he's gonna come back in the second one yes I have something Good. to, I have something I to tell you him. I have something to tell you about that cause we didn't we missed something when we stopped it was there a teaser at the end yeah at the very end there's something oh. um <clears throat> so uh let's see uh my question is Going back to his training, though, how long do you think he trains for? I know. It doesn't seem nearly long enough. It doesn't seem like a long time, but then he does start to get get the gray in the temples a little bit. Well, I think it's just stressful. And they put it in there, but I think that's to show the passage of time. Like, I think he's there for several years. Oh, I don't think so. I think, I think he is. Let's see if Google has an answer. How long... Because I feel like in that time, Rachel McAdams would have moved on. What do you mean? Like, she would have had, like, a love interest. She may have. Alright. How long long was Doctor Strange in training for? Here's here's the thing. Um, 52 minutes. Okay. 
Let's see. It's virtually impossible to figure out the exact length of time that Stephen Strange was in training in Doctor Strange thanks to the lack of reference points for when he starts training and when he stops. However, we can safely assume that between the start of the movie and the first end credits scene, no more than three and a half years have elapsed. The first thing we need to do is ignore a reference to an experimental armor that we hear before Stephen Strange's crash. Uh, the director recently confirmed that this is not meant to be Colonel James Rhodes, uh, War Machine, not Iron Man, meaning that we cannot use this as evidence of when the film is set. This answer from at Phantom42 includes a link to an interview with Kevin Fahey from Westfield, New Jersey, that confirms that at the time of Captain America Winter Soldier, Stephen Strange is just a highly talented neurosurgeon. Um, he's very well known... He's very well known as a surgeon, uh, said during a recent visit to the Doctor Strange uh, set of Doctor Strange. He has got various awards and plaques you've, you're going to see over there. He attends various galas, might be driving at one point. In this movie, he has name recognition and talent in certain Hydra computers identified him as somebody that could cause trouble for their agendas. So the answer is, Strange wasn't an immediate threat to Hydra in any meaningful way, but as a brilliant and famous person whose agenda didn't mesh with theirs, he stood as a high probability of being a problem for them if they successfully took over government. Think of it like a politician targeting Bruce Springsteen or Ted Nugent because they might use their concerts as a platform to spread a message the politician in question didn't like. This conclusively proves that as of spring of 2014, Stephen Strange has not yet had his car crash. This means that we know for sure that he does not start his training until some point after spring 2014. Our end point comes in the form of a post-credit scene in which Dr. Strange offers to help Thor and Loki find Odin on Earth. This is a teaser for Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, which is set to come out in autumn 2017. Assuming that the film above is set in roughly the same time period that it is released, then we know for sure that Doctor Strange ends by autumn 2017. As such, his training has to take place between spring 2014 and autumn 2017, a period of three and a half years. Please note that this answer doesn't include the time required for him to recover from his car crash, Mm -hmm. as I have no idea what a reasonable recovery time for the types of injuries he sustained might be. That was probably a year. <sighs> it's also worth noting that there are some people reporting that they saw trophies, awards in his apartment at the time at the start of the movie, dated in 2016, which would obviously severely reduce the period the, t- the film is set over to around about 18 months. But as I cannot verify those claims, I have not taken them into account in this answer. As for the word of God answer. When asked about this on Twitter, director Scott Derrickson simply replied, time is relative. So we don't know. It could be 18 months or it could be three and a half years, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Eye of Agamotto. The green medallion thing? Is an Infinity Stone. So we're getting close to the Infinity War setup with all the Infinity Stones. Okay, so what ones do we have so far? Okay, so I wrote this down because I thought you would ask. Okay, so the Eye of Agamotto is the Time Infinity Stone, which is on Earth. The Space Space Stone is the Tesseract. Which is with Galaxy Guardians. Which is on Asgard. Asgard, yes. Uh, There's the Mind Stone, which is... It wasn't the Tesseract. 
It was mentioned in Avengers too, right? Oh yeah, because yeah, that's where yeah. Uh, well, the Tesseract was it's that in square. Yeah, uh, Mindstone, which was with Vision. The reality. So Where's that one? Oh, with Vision. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah, uh, the Reality Stone, uh, which is uh, Aether, which is the in Thor: The Dark World, uh, is currently in Nowhere, which is in the Collector's Museum, and the Power Stone. Um, which is with Novacore. And that's all, that's actually all the Infinity Stones. Where was Novacore? So they're all in play. Uh, that was in Guardians of the Galaxy. That was the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. Why is the Tesseract shaped differently than the other ones? Aren't the other ones all, like, round? So the, the, um, the stone is in the Tesseract. Because the Mind Stone was in uh, Loki's spear. Um, uh, but it is a stone. So what happens when these stones collide? Uh, bad stuff when Thanos gets a hold of them. And he's going to get a hold of them? Yeah. Does he have them right now? No. Does he have most of them? No. He doesn't have any of them. But how's he going to get them? Uh, mid credit sequence, blah blah blah. We talked about how he trains. We need to um, go back to my my guy. I'm not sure how original. Oh, here's uh, let's see. Oh, one thing. Uh, I did like the astral plane fight in the hospital. I thought that was fun. I thought that was a cool thing. And that was actually the scene that the director pitched to Marvel so he could get the job making the movie. Where he goes in after he's been stabbed. Oh. And then he fights in the astral plane while she's trying to save his life. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a note I have. Uh, I'm not sure how original the story is, though. It's basically the same origin story we've seen many times before. The added concept of mysticism and the multiverse help make it original, along with the great special effects that go beyond what we've seen before. So, yeah, it's not like a, like a crazy original story. But it's fun. I guess. I feel like... My one thing that I wasn't buying into was how many bad guy bad guys there were. Like how many of these followers that knew like this mysticism and stuff. The guy don't think that that many would break off. Like and that there weren't that many. There were like 10. I know, but I feel like that's a lot and I feel like they would have done something about this. All these other good ones. Not just let them like frolic around like they had been. I think well, I think the thing is there I think there's more Good people than we think there are. Hmm. Um, so, back to your guy, whose name I don't recall. Um, let me find his name for us. Serving the web, having so much fun. Uh, his name was Mord, uh, Mordo. 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 So, at the very end of the movie... Uh, there is a scene where Mordo goes back to talk to Jonathan Pangborn. Jonathan Pangborn is the one that sends Stephen Strange on this quest. Because he's the guy that the that the aide talks about at the hospital. And it's like, I saw this guy recover from this stuff. And, like, he could fully walk again. Oh, the guy at the basketball court. Yes. Uh, uh, Benjamin Bratt. Yes. Pratt. Bratt. Bratt. Wait. He is he is considered to be his 
to have led him on this quest. Well, he's kind of the starting point. Okay. So, because Doctor Strange wouldn't have gone yeah. looking for the Ancient One and uh, Carmitage um, if it wasn't for Bren- okay. Benjamin Bratt. Um, so, Mordo goes and confronts this guy and is like, he says something like, uh, the purpose of a sorcerer is to, like, shape and bend the world or whatever, and he goes, you know what, I've decided. And then he rips the magic out of Benjamin Brett and basically reduces him back to how he was before he went to Carmitage. And then he's like, there's too many sorcerers in the world. And then, end. Is he going to be the bad guy? I don't know. He might be. No, I like him. Mordo. I don't know. He might not be a bad guy. He might be an anti-hero. Oh, I hate anti-heroes. They're worse than bad guys. Why are they worse than bad guys? Because at least bad guys, I don't, I don't like you. Like, I, I don't like you. So you don't the like... anti-heroes, I'm like, I don't like you, but I like you. I don't like... But I, I don't like that. So, like, you don't like the idea of the Punisher, because you're like, I don't like how you're doing stuff, but right. you're getting stuff done. Right. Yeah. Deadpool. Don't like him. But he's getting stuff done. Right. Don't like that. I'm too torn. Okay. I just need heroes. I need a hero. I need a hero. Do you know the rest of the rest of that song? I, I, I sang it in a show. Or once. just, I need a hero. Something with the morning light. Because uh, he's got to be sp- Strong and he's gotta be something and he's got to do the fight. I need a hero. <laughs> uh, so overall, if you like superhero movies, you should watch it. Right. Right. Um, how should we? How should we rate it? Oh wait, who's the? Okay, who's the Wong? Let's rate it in Wong's because he's the librarian guy, and I like him. Oh, that's gonna. I like the. I like it. I really like at the end where where he says Doctor Strange says something, and then Wong starts laughing, and he doesn't laugh at the whole yep. thing, but he starts laughing at the end. The joke finally. And then what's the thing that he says that's so funny? Which isn't even funny. It's yeah. It's like a, it's like a dad joke. Oh, it's something. Oh, yeah. He says, because uh, they have a joke about, like, Strange is playing with the eye of Agamotto. Uh-huh. And they're like, did you read the, like, what could happen? And he goes, no, I didn't get to that part. They should really put the warnings at the beginning. <laughs> and so at the very end, after he, like, defeats the bad guy. Also known as Dormammu. Well, he makes a deal with Ramamu and beats Cassilius. Oh, yes. And Cassilius goes, what have you done? And Strange says, I made a bargain. What is this? And he said, well, it's everything you've ever wanted, eternal life as part of the one. You're not going to like it. And then they get sucked into the dark dimension. And Strange says, yeah, you know, you really should have stolen the whole book because the warnings, the warnings come after the spells. And then that's when Wong laughs. laughs. And laughs, like, hysterically. Uh, which is quite awesome. Uh, 
How many Wongs would you give that? Ten. Seven. Seven? All right. I'm going to give it seven and a half Wongs. Are you giving it a half just because it had Wong in it? No. Okay. No, I'm giving it seven. One of mine was for Wong. I had my number picked before you said anything. Now, we should do it on the count of three next time. Okay, so then you're oh, so then we're like one, two, three, seven, seven and a half longs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so people believe that we're actually doing this. IMDb was seven pointing. See, you look at that rating first. That's what I wrote it down, but I don't. I but don't you didn't remember. look at it. You closed your I eyes. would give it seven and a half. It didn't. It. I think Doctor Strange 2, Electric Boogaloo, could be an 8.5 to a 9. Because he's a hero. Because he's a hero. Because he's got to be strong, and he's got to be tough, and he's got to be something. His, his cape, his cloak. See, I didn't like... I the, the tone that they'd set for the comedy earlier in the movie... When we got to the cape, it, it was made like, no sense. It was too slapsticky. It was, but I think now that the the cape is introduced, that the next one is going to have a new tone from the beginning. Yes, and I, I'm going to like it because it was very dry humor mm-hmm. going up to the cloak, and then the cloak is very slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I like the dry humor. I like dry humor. I don't like a dry martini, but I like dry humor. Oh, I was going to say, you like your humor like you like your wine. Dry. Um, <laughs> that's very true. And red. What? <laughs> red humor? I don't know what that means. Is that like a communist thing? <laughs> um, is there, are, do they make jokes in communism? I don't think they do. What do you call a country that can vote? Democratic. <laughs> It's a communist joke. I don't. It's not really a joke. To a communist, it probably. I don't think it is to a communist. What do you call country where they have choice? Free world. (laughs) I think the joke would be like, "What do you call country where they have capitalism?" Stupid. Uh, 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 uh. Cricket. 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 <laughs> I'm only laughing because yours doesn't make any sense. I'm not communist. I don't know. It's like us being like, what do you call a country that doesn't have free will? Communist. communist. <laughs> now we're just like, yeah, those are the those are the facts that we But see, communists would just use facts. Because they're not funny. Communists aren't funny? No. There's got to be a funny communist. I'd love to go to see a stand-up communist. Tonight, one not only stand-up <laughs> communist. And then he's, he's shipped back to mother country. Down in the left factory. One night only, one night only. No, in communism we don't sing. One night only. In communist country we don't sing. We only sing as people. Oh. Oh, not only. Okay. Anything else? No. Here's 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 one last little thing. Doctor Strange, in the comics, has yellow gloves, and you see his yellow gloves in the mid-credit scene. I hope they make the yellow gloves better 
when he's in Thor Ragnarok. That's all I'm saying. He doesn't have gloves in that picture. 1978 versus 2016. No. Yeah, because you can't see his hands. Wait, no, I see his hands. They're right in front of his oh, face. That, oh, the one next to it. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, those yellow gloves are terrible from 1978. Did he wear yellow gloves in the movie at all? No. Why does he have gloves? To protect his hands. Oh, are they like metal? No, those are gloves. Oh, those are gloves. What's wrong with them? Does it look like ladies' driving gloves? Yeah. I don't know, they just look weird. So he wears the stone now? The eye thing? No, I don't think he's wearing the eye thing. Well, how did he make the beer refill then? Because he had to have that eye thing with him to do it. No, you could just have magic. Yeah. And refill the eye. And oh, and then this oh. is the. Oh, he's gonna be a bad guy. I don't know. Maybe. So, this has been a wonderful episode. A fantastically strange episode. No. No. A sorcerer supreme. Yeah. Mega pizza cone delicious. Okay, this has been another episode yep. of Living Room Theater. I have been Keith. I have been Rachel. Roll the credits with your mind. With my hands. I'm making my hands do it. Okay. Yeah, like Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm.